All right. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to San Marcos, Texas, and KZSM listeners all over the world. This is the Godson of Heavy Metal. I am here live in the studio. Something sounds weird, though. I don't know what it is. But, uh, man, I am going to take you back on a journey tonight, 40 years of... Uh, uh, 40 years ago, Memorial Day weekend in Southern California, old Mr. Steve Wozniak got uh, busy and put together a three-day festival uh, in DeVore, uh, California, the San Bernardino uh, High Desert. And uh, he, he, uh, he did a really good job except for the fact that there was no food and water for all those uh, people. And that happens a lot in these festivals. Uh, people use up the porta potties. You know, this this kind of thing happens. And we're going to talk more about that here in a few minutes. Um, the lineup on the heavy metal day was Quiet Riot, uh, Motley Crue, um, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, Judas Priest, Triumph, Scorpions, and then everybody was waiting for the Mighty Van Halen. So here we go. Let's go back in the Wayback Machine, the Time Machine. Let's check this out. Once again, this is Metal Mark taking you on a ride all the way. 1983, baby. 1983. Thank you. 
All right, let's get crazy. Crazy. Quiet Riot Metal Health, man. They put on a good show. All right, let's get, uh, let's dial you in here. 40 years ago, Labor Day, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Once again, Steve Wozniak put together one of the biggest three-day festivals in Southern California. Um, we spent the night in, in the giant parking lot, what I call the parking lot from hell, because all you can see is cars for the, as far as the eye can see. All right, so we got there the night before, which was the new wave day. Uh, and so we uh, camped in the parking lot and we climbed up the mountain because it was like in mountain areas and down in the valleys where they had the stage. So we climbed up the mountain and uh, we watched uh, Wall of Voodoo. We watched the Stray Cats. We watched The Clash. And uh, one more band, I can't remember what it was, but we got to see those guys. But we were there for the, for the next day. The, you know, the next day was, was you know, Quiet Riot, Motley Crue, uh, Ozzy Osbourne, uh, Judas Priest, Triumph, Scorpions, Van Halen. So they had this big, giant Diamond Vision screen that they would, every once in a while, one of the band members from Van Halen would pop up on there and they would talk and... Van Halen had their own little called the Van Halen Complex back in the back in the backstage. All the other bands they flew them in via helicopter, and so Quiet Riot was was really doing good with that album when it came out. Southern California they really accepted that kind of metal, and and they went. Uh, I think they went uh, double platinum. I'm not sure, like overnight. And then the band uh, from Hollyweird, Motley Crue came on the scene we all knew them from uh too fast for love man that was some some great leather metal is what we called it back then hair metal some people call it now but um they're all dressed up in their little uh, satanic costumes sporting the pentagram and stuff like that and uh so uh yeah um motley crew came out and uh, it was already uh, approaching 100 degrees in the desert so here we go. Let's check out the Motley Crew, some Motley Crew, and uh, we'll be back to talk more about my experience at the 1983 US Festival in California. Here we go. Oh, come on, there we go. And once we knew the devil was real, he destroyed the world that we know. Strong. 
Shout! Shout heavy metal! That's right, you're listening to KZSM.org, Metal Mark Live. Get back to the story of the... We woke up uh, in the parking lot at the US Festival for the Heavy Metal Day. And um, I grew up in that area, and for some reason, I don't know why I didn't bring any water with me. But anyway, so they're herding us like cattle through this fence line. And on the other side of the fence line, there's the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department on horseback with shotguns and rifles that pretty much looked like they were herding us into some kind of Holocaust thing. I don't know what it was. It, it was pretty scary. So then about a, maybe a mile towards the front gate, you could see this big, giant dust cloud. It almost looks like a, one of those dust devils, if you've ever seen those in the desert. And the closer you got, you started seeing things flying up in the air like a freaking tornado. And then the closer we got, we realized what it was. It was food. It was the giant food fight because they were not allowing people to bring in their food for a festival. All right. This is a this is a camping ground. They wouldn't allow people to bring in water, food, nothing. So there was giant piles of food, ice chests, just food broken and just people ate what they could and threw down the rest. And and uh, so they wouldn't let you in with anything. All right. So you figure, okay, well, they must have food and water inside. You know, it's a three-day festival. <laughs> of course, you know, these festivals, when they happen, there's more people show up than they thought. Look at Woodstock. Those people all ran out of food in that town, uh, you know. I'm not too sure on the, the amount of people that were there. I know it was over half a million people that were there. But so getting back to the story, the minute I go through the gate, I'm with my brother Richard. My two uh, best friends, Jeff and Greg, and uh, their cousin, Joey, was my friend I went to school with. He wasn't real big on heavy metal. But the minute we went through the gate, it was so crowded, like everything looked the same, and, and I lost everybody. I couldn't find anybody. Lost my brother, lost my friends. So I'm out there, and I'm like, okay, quiet riots going on. I got to get towards the front of the stage and, uh, you know, check it out. But, of course... I couldn't get anywhere near the stage. There's too many people. But I noticed this guy left over from the day before, the New Wave Day. And the reason why I knew that is because he's wearing a fishnet dress with nothing on under it. Just a fishnet dress with nothing on under it. And he's whacked out of his mind. In one hand, he's got a big old bag of pot. The other hand, the other hand he's got a big old bag of mushrooms. And he's just swaying back and forth. And I guess he was trying to sell that shit, whatever, you know. So then I noticed he went sleepy by over by a tree, and these two big guys, I thought they were cops, moved in on him. So I kind of was, you know, close too. So I, well, I was curious, and, you know, I was wanting wanting some, see what's going on, you know. I, I, I would like to have some weed. And so I went up there, and, and these guys, sure enough, they were, they were robbing that guy. They were taking his weed and his mushrooms. And I didn't say anything. I just looked at him, and they're like, open up your hands and I opened up my hands and they gave me a handful of weed handful of mushrooms I shoved that in my pocket I had no money for food no money for water nothing there was no drinking faucets in there nothing and so I want to party so of course I eat the pot and I eat the mushrooms and I'm like all right I go check out uh quiet riot you know I check out Motley Crue you know I got a little closer to the stage for Motley Crue and then next up was Ozzy coming out and in and, and this part of Southern California, Ozzy Osbourne was like a phenomenal uh, 
uh, artist and you know Randy Rhodes had just died and uh, he came off the tour with uh, Brad Gillis and Rudy Sarzo doing the Speak of the Devil album and uh, so now the first night first day on stage with Ozzy was uh, uh, Jakey Lee and so here's Jakey Lee on stage with Ozzy trying to fill the shoes for Mr. Randy Rhodes. And uh, here we go with some Ozzy. Rest in peace, Randy Rhodes. Thank you. 
I guarantee if you uh, were tripping pretty bad on acid, you might think it told you to get a gun and shoot yourself. That's what they try to sue him over anyways. But let's get back to uh, 1983. Uh Memorial uh, Labor Day week, excuse me, Memorial Day weekend in uh, San Bernardino, California. I grew up there, man. Uh, so yes, I trying to get to the front of the stage before Ozzy played. I got pretty darn close. I got in range of the of the of the water cannons. Water cannons were like at the end of the stage where they were shooting people, and uh, uh, it was a big uh, spectacle because MTV was broadcasting worldwide. Uh, but for some reason, on the heavy metal day, the sound quality was kind of crappy. Like, for Motley Crue, the sound was horrible. Uh, it got a little better, you know, when Ozzy played. Not much. It was kind of horrible when Ozzy played, too. But when Judas Priest came and all the other bands came, it, it sounded a lot better. But so here I am, uh, working my way to the front of the stage. Uh, 100-plus degrees, uh, you're pretty much like a snake trying to slither your way through the crowd because everybody is pressed up against you from all all sides, all right? And then once the music starts playing, the crowd starts moving like the ocean, like you are moving from side to side. And if you came if you fell down, you were dead. I guarantee it. There's no coming up from the ground from there. And so I'm like getting thrown around left and right. And this guy, he had his girlfriend on his on his shoulders, which that's a hard thing to do, guys. I don't know how you could have your girlfriend on top of your shoulders in a crowd like that. But anyways, this girl passes out like cold. And this guy grabs her and he turns and just starts plowing people over to get out, to get her out of there. And so I followed his wake and that's how I got out of there. Because if I didn't get out of there... I mean, I, I, was, I guarantee you, I was a small guy back then. I would have fell down, and that was it. But, yeah, that was the first time we got to see Jakey Lee with Ozzy. Uh, like I said, it was 100 and something degrees. Ozzy came out on stage with this giant witch doctor uh, headpiece on, and right away he stripped it off, man. He, it was too hot for him. But then these next cats, they came out. Uh, they're from England, and uh, I guess the heat doesn't really bother them. Because they freaking came out in full leather gear. And we're talking about uh, Judas Priest. And their album that came out was was Screaming for Vengeance. And they were very, very big in San Bernardino, California, Riverside, all over those areas. They were many, many fans of the Judas Priest. So here we go. Let's check out some Judas Priest.
ride electric eye man they put on a really good show man they were one like one of the best there i'm telling you he even came out on his little motorcycle and um it sure is sad to see glenn tipton the way he is now where he can't even play the guitar hardly it's a sad thing that parkinson's disease but yeah man uh it was already like 100 plus degrees in the desert by that time uh, judas priest like i said full leathers and uh uh, you, you get everybody's into these air fryers, right? Well, that's what the air felt like out there. Felt like you're in a freaking air fryer. What's up? Uh, it looks like everybody's showing up at the same time. And um, so, uh, one of the biggest bands that a lot of people were there to see was, of course, the band Triumph. And they really put on a very good show. And uh, it's funny because their um, their whole stage setup was all chrome. And at the time uh, of the day, the sun was going down, so you couldn't even see the stage. All you could see is the diamond, the diamond vision screen. Couldn't see Rick Emmett on stage because of the glare. And I was just laughing when he was playing the blinding light show. I was just like, well, yeah, I guess it is blinding. So check out Rick Emmett, Rick Emmett with the blinding light show. Here's some triumph for you, and we'll be back. Once again, this is the Metal Mark Live Show, KZSM.org. All the way down to the Blitz in Laredo. Is a blinding light show. I see the face that has no place, but somehow knows the truth is clear. But hiding here in the blinding light show.
blind shall lead the sighted as we lose the candle glow. And no one knows tomorrow in the blinding light show. The blinding light show. The blinding light show. Oh yeah, 100 something plus degrees in the desert of Devor, no water, walking around with a pocket full of mushrooms, pocket full of marijuana with nothing to drink, um, couldn't find anybody I knew, somehow I ran into an old girlfriend of mine and uh, she kind of saved my life, she had a squirt bottle that said US Us Festival on it and, and that's the only water they sold with these fucking, excuse me, these squirt bottles, it's like I can't believe they had no water. So I know up on the top of the mountain, there was a man-made lake called uh, Lake DeVore. And so I noticed these giant PVC pipes running down the side of the mountain. And uh, that's where they're getting the water for the water cannons and for the little misting tents that weren't working. But there was no water to drink. And they had already ran out of concessions on day one. So there was no food, nothing, no water, nothing. So I'm starting to peek hard on these mushrooms like bad. And so I think to myself, hmm, I wonder if I break this PVC pipe, if I can get some water out of it. And this was probably, probably about a 12, 13-inch PVC pipe. It's a big, fat one. And so I did like the Shawshank Redemption and busted that pipe with a big old rock. And man, a geyser of water shot up like 15 feet in the air. And I turned that place into an oasis, man. Hundreds of people came running to this water i saved people's lives because they were in the same same situation i was in so we played in the water for a good while and then one funny thing about the desert especially the high desert you get burned in the daytime and then if you get in the water and you stay wet you start to freeze at night because it gets freaking cold so we're we're waiting for uh scorpions to play still and of course we're all waiting for the mighty van halen and you can see their little complex in the back that they've been partying all day long. And every once in a while, David Lee Roth or someone would pop up on the diamond screen and drunk off their ass already. I'm like, wow, how's this dude even going to make it on the stage? So we're waiting for scorpions and we're freezing in the desert. I'm wearing probably a half shirt soaking wet from, from uh, um, making my water uh, rescue for everybody. <laughs> and uh, so try uh, you can go on... Um, you can go online and look up uh, 1983 Us Festival. Triumph has a really good video of their set. You can also look on you, on YouTube, and you can look up every band. I, I wouldn't look up Van Halen if you're a big fan, because we'll talk more about that in a few minutes. And I got some guys here I need to talk to. So um, after this song, I'm going to set them up with some microphones. But um, picture the Blue Angels flying over your head, and then all of a sudden... Uh, scorpions hit the stage and they start playing blackout 
That's what it was like. Here we go with some scorpions for you. So we're going to slow it down here. We're going to talk to these guys. I got, uh, let's go ahead and introduce yourselves one by one here. All right. Hey, what's up, Oops. guys? My name's Sean. Uh, Sam Argy's local, so worth, worthless human being over here. <laughs> oh, my. Sam Argy's local. Well, back in the day, man, uh, we had uh, Microkind Radio, and uh, that's when I met you. Yeah, and uh, you actually—excuse uh, me—I'm loud. You actually lived down the street from me, and my kids hung out with your kid. And yes, well, our kids kind of tore up the neighborhood. I guess <laughs> mine yeah. did, anyways. My my kid was a little too young to tear up the neighborhood, but uh, yep. she looked up to the ones that could. <laughs> right, right. And uh, oh, oh, I got the gentleman from I Despise here. Gentleman, I'm impressed. I, I've <sighs> never been called that that before, but well, thank you, sir. Yeah, man, I Despise here, Scotty. Scotty hanging out, coming. We've say had hi. him a couple years ago on the show, and uh, he's been a very good supporter of of San Marcos Community Radio. And I do anything I can to support him and his band. And I appreciate you, man. Uh, he's from actually his band is from New York, and a lot of my family still lives in New York. And back in the eighties, uh, 
the local bands were the shit, and they all liked to go in the recording studio yep. and record. And all my cousins had recordings from you know they weren't that good, but still you know. No. How is the music scene in New York right now? The New York music scene is pretty much dead. Aside, so in New York City, you have nothing. Wow. Brooklyn, you have some stuff. Most of your activity that is comparable to Austin or San Antonio is actually out in Long Island. That's where all the clubs are thriving right now, and that's where everybody's playing. Uh, we're doing, shameless plug, uh, June 30th, we're doing our first show at the warehouse in Long Island because there literally are no real clubs to play in what the about, city limits. What about local bands? Is there a lot of those? Yeah, like, there's, a shit undercover, ton of, under, there's a ton of you can local, say shit. Yeah, there's, a, there's a ton of local bands, um, and that's what is great about it. So when we go out there... Because majority of the band is in New York, we're playing. We're we're actually playing on this great bill with some great bands, local bands, um, and they asked us to come in and and play. And so the scene is alive. It's just not in the city, yeah, because of all of the things that have happened with New York. I mean, I was in New York two weeks ago, and and I haven't been there in a few. What CBGBs? They closed down right. CBGBs. CBGBs is now a John Varvatos. uh, fashion store. He had, <laughs> he kept the actual walls. This, and this used to be Andy Warhouse place where he played with the golden Listen, phone. So he kept the original walls, <laughs> right? He has all the graffiti. Well, he kept oh, the wow, walls. That's awesome. But then you have your twenty thousand dollar leather jacket. <laughs> so it was a bit freaky to go down the Bowery and see condos and the gentrification uh, that has happened down there. Yeah. So, but Long Island's strong. New Jersey is extremely strong. It's always been Sayreville. Uh, you know, where Skid Row and all those bands came out of Bon Jovi. Yeah. That's still very strong. New York, it's just, it's priced itself out. There's not enough. There's not enough. That's that's happening in Austin. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's too expensive to open a niche club. You can't it open it. It has a, to be that there's top 40. Well, yeah. The Austin people are money. trying to say it was the COVID that shut down all their clubs. You know, uh, yeah. it's probably yeah. maybe five. There, there are. priced out, man. It's it's too high. There are a few dives downtown, that are still you know? worth playing. Uh, one is off of Red uh, the uh, River. It's uh, the Chess Club. It's about okay. the size of uh, somebody's living room. With a small stage, but it'll remember hold. the Triple Crown, dude. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like Triple Crown. It's That's like triple, yeah, place. Triple Crown was awesome. That was the smallest stage in the world. I, I think drum this, riser. Basically, yeah. Yeah. basically, that's the same thing. This literally is triple cl- uh, crown in Austin. Well, that's um, what I do right here. I don't have a stage, and I'd let no, them set no. up on the sidewalk. You know, and, and, and you know, it's one of those places where there you have a corner that's the stage. There's the bar. They have the stand, and then they have outdoor seating. I think it holds maybe a hundred. Wow. But we're definitely going to book a show there just because. You know, we're not looking. We just want to play, and we want yeah. it to be as dirty as possible. So, <laughs> I think that's the, that's the the secret to get back and get back to the way things were. Is, is like famous bands they used to make make their bills by going in to all these hole in the wall places everywhere. Like my buddy Grayson Slade, that dude just travels anywhere and books himself anywhere. Lives in his car, lives in his, you know, and and he makes a living that way. And that's how people, more people that see you, the more people that know you. You know, yeah. Never say no to a gig. Yeah, I mean that's I, what Kiss was about when they started. Oh, hell play yeah. everywhere. Oh yeah, that hotel else will, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah. He swears. Gene Simmons swears he never drank or did drugs, but they have pictures of them having sex with so so many different women. Yeah, that's I, a drug. That was actually my first concert. I saw Kiss in '77 at the Garden. Yeah, my mother beat the snot out of me for sneaking out of the house, <laughs> but it was worth every punch. I got to see them with, with their makeup off in San Antonio. That was pretty yeah, good. They, yeah. they they really rocked. They, they did. did. Yeah, it was good. It was up there. 
Uh, so you're in the the local scene. You've been in the local scene around here. Uh, I'm sure you know countless of musicians in this town. Yeah. Yes, I do. Uh, these days, though, it's like I'm actually because you know you're you're more familiar with me playing in the Monk, but I also yeah. have this other group called Light on Scene. Oh we, yeah, we, we, like, I know who they are. I know into, who like, they the are. Christian death metal scene too. We uh, we play regular death metal shows and then a lot of fests out of state and stuff. So. Um, kind of been a little this like distanced from the local scene for a couple of years like yeah. covid helped that yeah. happen well you sure <laughs> did rock out at the metal fest out at ragnar's and they have such a badass setup out there man yeah, i had a lot of oh something happened the sound guy couldn't figure out that the cord was a problem so i lost several minutes of that set oh. but yeah, yeah but thanks, you, you you freaking hung out and and showed you know faith to all the other bands too that's what i like man you saw me play inside yeah. you didn't see the okay yeah I'm i didn't see the one show. i didn't get to see the one yeah. outside yeah yeah no that was a great night that was a great night <laughs> come on in if you want to we're live radio san marcus texas disembodied voices floating around uh-oh that's my uh -oh. ex-lead singer, man. Uh -oh. <laughs> Yo, man, I haven't seen you since uh, the Alice in Chains tour, man. <laughs> you fell off the hey, bus. Kick, kick that chong, hey, DJ. Hey, hey, Jerry showed up. Well, you know, I'm, he, was like, he was like laying. He did. <laughs> dude, you are so you are so amazing. This dude is amazing. <laughs> yeah. So um, the monk thing—that's uh, just a solo thing you like to do, right? Yeah, I mean, it was there was a point when it was a full lineup, but life happens, and yeah. <laughs> people have debilitating diseases and yeah. can't play drums anymore. And then some guys well, you get know, hired uh, to go in bigger bands. Like you know, like like uh, you know, nineteen eighty-three, Van Halen was the the headlining band for the US Festival. They got paid more than they ever got paid in any gig from that show. Steve Wozniak paid them more. And David Lee Roth was so disappointing. He couldn't remember one lyric. So Eddie, I guess, was embarrassed. So he just pretty much just screwed around and did a bunch of licks and stuff. And, you know, the true Van Halen fans stuck around. But I guarantee, you know, a good percent of the people started leaving. I did, you know. Yeah. And Wait, did you see David Lee Roth? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a he's a crackhead now for sure, man. David Lee Roth, hate to say that, but yeah, he's like, uh, you know, I won't, I I'll, I won't play. You can, like I said, you can go on YouTube and watch the the Van Halen, and some people say it's the best show in the world, but you're gonna see, you're gonna be very disappointed. And, I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm gonna watch it. Man. I saw it. I was. He was. You can look on YouTube. He was pretty messed he up. He was drunk. Yeah, he was messed up. And it probably took him like halfway through the concert to realize that he was on stage trying to sing for <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. a half a million people, you know, the biggest crowd of people they've ever been in front of. Right. And, you know? and that, that also was the first major televised U.S. metal. It was all about rock and roll well, and metal. MTV, so a, music, yeah, television, yeah, were yeah. sponsoring it. But what happened after that? Michael Jackson came out with Beat It and screwed it all up. Damn, Eddie Van Halen played on there with him. And, yeah, that was it. And they crossed over into rap, and now MTV sucks. Agreed. Oh, there had no music on there in like 20-something <laughs> years. Well, they were, they were the first oh, you FM gotta go to, you gotta go stereo to MTV sound on TV. That's right, yes. They were the first in the pioneer of that, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. But, yeah, so we're going to do a Van Halen song anyways, and then I'll get back with these guys, talk some more. Here we go. Here's some eruption for you. 
That was the Van Halen, and that was the lineup for the US Festivals. So we are live in the studio, and uh, we are talking. Uh, you want to do some promotional stuff, or yeah, sure, man. Um, we're in the studio. Um, like I said, the band half the band is in New York, and I'm down here. Uh, we are doing our first show in nine years, uh, June 30th in Long Island. It will be live streamed on Facebook. There will be a link, and we also have an I Despise YouTube channel. 
um, and all that great stuff will be happening. We're currently in the studio. We've already recorded a few songs. Um, things are good. You know, I had a setback. As you know, I was trying to do shows, but then I had to have back surgery. Getting old sucks. <laughs> but, no, we're great. And, um, you know, the, the, the band is phenomenal. We, I have one of the best female drummers. She's a powerhouse from hell. And my bass player, Diana. So we have two women in the band that are, are beyond insane. So I'm really, you know, thank, you know, and Mark has always been a supporter. Um, and I, I'm always grateful for him to have me down here. So thanks, Mark. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great thing to uh, to have a radio show like this. And it, it's very humbling to me to to meet guys like you and, and to be able to bring you guys in here and let you talk and let you uh, tell the world who you are. You know, that's what that's what this is all about. That's a radio to me. That's what needs to be done. We need to have DJs all around the world to be able to bring, because there's so many local guys, there's so many local talent, there's so many artists that probably need to be heard that are never going to be heard. So that's why this is such a humbling job for me because I get to meet guys like you guys. I appreciate that. And uh, you guys are all there, always there to support me. It's very, like I said, very humbling for what they're doing for me, for the benefit and, you know, I thank every one of you guys, and, and I, I just want to keep my show going to help anybody I can that needs help with their music, you know? You definitely exposed... I'm a metalhead for life, and you've definitely exposed me to a lot of yes. groups I wouldn't have heard otherwise. Yeah. So, I mean, you're, you're, you're doing it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're definitely accomplishing that. Well, I appreciate that, and like I said, any anytime I, you guys need you know to be heard and want to be on the show, you're, just call me and let me know, and uh, you know the door's always open for sure. Yeah, that's Always. what I was up here for, man. I, I was like, man, Mark goes on tonight. Okay. Yeah. Man, but right around the corner is, is a place called The Porch, and she's looking for content, and she wants hard rock. It doesn't matter. Okay. And um, I'm trying to get a hold of the, the guy from The Mark. We have a meeting with him, and uh, I know he doesn't want to give up his Fridays and Saturdays because it's college nights and all that. But I'm trying to get a Thursday night there at The Mark. Was it Omar? You're trying to get in touch yeah. with Omar, yeah. I'm trying to get a Thursday night there. And then uh, it'll be another three-night metal fest. It'll be, uh, if I can get that, it'll be Thursday night at the Mark and then Friday night at the Porch and then Saturday night at Jack's Roadhouse. I'm not going to be able to do uh, Ragnar's this year. You're talking about the summer? It's going to be in the summer, yeah. Is that the one that you were talking about in August? Summer of Hell, Triple Threat Metal Fest, yes. And it'll be 18 bands again, six bands a night, three separate venues, and... uh, we're going to make the commemorative T-shirts with everybody on the back. That'd be awesome. Yeah, Did you ever get one? one right now. Not from this last one, from the the oh, one that was man. going on at the Buzz Mill. Oh yeah, you, you know, got that, we, that. You got one of these. What Rob's wearing here with the skull. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. We do have one T-shirt left, and I, it's hidden somewhere. <laughs> but uh, we really don't want to give it up. But you got to frame it, man. It's hanging up right <laughs> right above the bear, Rob. The T-shirt, that one right there. That's the last of the Mohicans of that one. If if you can get the mark, their their stage is phenomenal. They man. have one they of the have, best stages oh, in town, dude. I did I did security when it first opened. It was Texas Music Theater. I used yeah. to do the security for them. So that that place, and I know Omar for years, and that yeah. place is insane. It when it used to be Gordos, it used to be Gordos. It was I saw um, a lot of badass bands there: Push yeah. Monkey. Um, uh, 
Who's uh, Warrant? I saw Warrant there. They were oh, fucking really? killers. Vanilla Ice played there. Yeah, Vanilla Ice played there. Played there a lot back yeah. in the day. <laughs> That's awesome. He had a big college following. Did he for, play with Warrant though? No, no, no. no. <laughs> and no. it was the singer. That, it was after Janie Lane died. It was, a, it was a singer from Black and Blue. Oh, he's uh, from New York. What is had, it? Uh, Jamie St. James. Yeah, yeah. He, he's from New York. He had a big New York accent, man. Yeah. Big accent. Mine only comes out after about a half a bottle of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it low key. <laughs> yeah, man, I had a chance to go to, to um, New York when I was a kid, but I, I chose to stay in Southern California. I didn't want to go, but my brother had a great time. He he said that there's these places called bodegas, and uh, you go in there and you <laughs> pay $10 for a bag of weed, and it's oh, like yeah. all, all the stuff in the, on the shelf's old and and dusty, dusty, and you'd go oh, in there yeah. and give them a password, and they, uh, what you want? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta have the password, and then you, gotta, <clears throat> you gotta buy like some plantanos or like some, some like, like Spanish Coca Cola or something or like something. that. You know, but you always had the keyword, and they'd look at you real strange. So, do you got anything going on coming up? Yeah, I mean, I've had a kind of a slow ten months, I guess. I mean. Uh, my group Light on Scene went and did like a tour in the Midwest last year, and I've actually had to kind of slow down for a minute. You know, family issues yeah. going on, and then um, we're about like halfway through recording an album, and the label that we're on just got like a what do you call it a booking agent. So we're looking forward to starting to play again this summer. Actually, uh, a guy from uh, Cerebral Desecration, Colin, is going to fill in. And uh, play drums, so we're gonna get out that there. Dude, that dude's good. I love him to death. I mean, we've known each other. Yeah, a couple decades now. I well, guess. David's been around for many years as the, one of the founding members for Cerebral Desecration. Yeah, insanity. I yeah. was in high school. I'm trying then. to get them yeah. on the bill too for the for the uh, one in the summer. Either them or, or Scars of Flesh. Same singer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same drummer. Same yeah. guy we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. But man, yeah. Um, um, by the way, this show is going to be on uh, Saturday night on the Blitz, on one hundred point one FM out of Laredo. I they pick up my show every week. That's cool. Okay. And uh, they uh, they you love to have the good stuff. They love to what? have bands go out there too. Uh, we've had uh, one San Marcos band head out there and play um, the last my last days. Have you ever heard of them? No, they're San Marcos band. They're I think they're San Marcos or da- or Austin or something. Oh, they're, San they're San Marcos, but they just played in Laredo and. Uh, Star, she's the she's the star of the show on the Blitz, and she um, she loves metal. It's it's all rock and roll. The station, it's all, and they allow metal and hardcore metal. And, and uh, I have a really big following in Mexico. Cause their their transmitters right there in in Matamoros, Mexico. So it's pretty cool, man. That's cool. He said it's one hundred one 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 hundred point one FM. One hundred point. Yeah. All right. And you can only get it in Laredo, though. It's in Laredo. No, I I, I get that. <laughs> is there, is there, can you get an app like this? There's an app. Yeah. You can you can Google it, and there's an app where you can listen cool. to it. Cool. I'll, I'll send you the link. I'll send you a link for it. you can listen to the show Thursday night awesome. or Saturday night. It's Saturday night at uh, at eight eight p.m. Now you're bringing I despise around. You were talking about that earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Bringing them into Texas. And oh yeah, we're gonna. Uh, I've been trying. I've I've been trying several times, but I had some you know like medical issues. Yeah. Uh, but, but we're definitely. This is a oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, right man. Here. 
spent the greatest part of his last year trying to sue a doctor. <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny. What was it, a hernia? Well, I went in for a hernia operation. I'm in worse shape than I was before my operation. Man, now. Yeah. They told me I had to lose 200 pounds before they would touch my hernia. I've already lost 120. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But they, um, I'm afraid of that shit. I'm afraid of any kind of surgery. I hate them. And it's... it's, it's I was crying. They did a biopsy on my neck, just a little needle. Dude, I was like, uh. "Isn't we're, we're on a we're on a metal show? And we're talking about our fan, our, 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 our medical issues, man. <laughs> that's, well, that's what happens when metalheads metal get a <laughs> metal health. Hey, metal health, <laughs> metal health, metal, metal health. Um, I've well, had since the memory's gone. You know, that's hey, all we got. That's yeah. it, man. No, I've, I've, yeah, we're we're playing finally. I had three uh, different. Things going on. They've, I've had epidurals, thoracic epidurals. They've stuck needles into my spine, uh, man. And, and you know, I'm just like, come on. If if you're not going to fix it, just leave it the heck alone. I think though the health problems is is sure age, but see, we we're of the 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 last generation that did stuff, or it seems <laughs> we were the ones that played outside, drank out of the lots of stuff. <laughs> we drank out of the hose. Yeah. That's right, man. <laughs> I mean, when I have, like, I've worked in the service industry tons over the years, so you got the fresh meat all the time, the 19-year-old, 20-year-olds in this college town. Yeah. They stop believing my stories after a little while. They think I'm lying about all the things me and my friends did, because to them, nobody lives that much in one lifetime, especially in just your youth. So yeah. our medical issues are also because we are we're crazy. Well, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. did just rough. And, and, and thank we God, God there's no social media back then. <laughs> we kind of did it to ourselves. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. big time. I know that's my problem. You know, I've I've known there was something wrong for a while. It's just like you don't want to hear. You don't want to. You know, I don't want to hear no more doctors. I don't even talk to the doctors. You know, it's like, but you know, then you look at your grandkids. and You're like, oh shit, I gotta yep. live. You know? Yeah, I mean, you're reminding me of a wasp song right there. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't need no doctor. That is the opinion, man. There you Just go, like, man. I mean, that's the that's the that's the epitome of metal, though, right? Like, don't tell me I'm doing wrong. I don't care. It doesn't <laughs> matter. I'm gonna do what I want to do, and I'm gonna do it as loud as possible. We'll oh, be yeah. right back after this uh, I promo. Love the Blackie, right? This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> This is Free Thought Radio with co-host Stan Barker and Annie Laurie Gaylor. Irreverent views, news, music, and interview. Tune in Mondays, 11 a.m. to hear Free Thought Radio right here on KZSM.org, your true community radio station. Free Thought Radio is underwritten locally by the Hill Country Freethinkers. Hi, this is Steve Chelmsford reminding everyone to catch my show, The Mop Tops and the King, featuring an hour of the greatest two artists in the history of rock and roll, Elvis and the Beatles. Every Monday evening at 9 p.m. right here on KZSM, San Marcos Community Radio.
back that was enforcer by the queen's reich off the um uh damn it i lost my mind warning 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 warning, warning. and that's a, about uh, the ending of the world <laughs> so man we were talking some crazy stuff about the old days when we had to make handmade flyers and uh pass them out nowadays it's like social media is like all these kids are so lazy now like ah. Oh. I got 400 followers on my my uh, taco salad I made today. <laughs> it's not just the kids; the promoters are lazy now. Yeah, I mean, I think if you put something up on social media, that's that's all that needs to be done, and then the real promotion happens from the bands. Right. So yeah. The promoters have been dropping the ball. Right. But it's hard to do that. It really is hard to put on a show, man. It, it is. It's hard to get it all together and. And then you're sitting there at the door waiting for people to show up. And like, oh, my God, please show up. Please, someone show (laughs) up. You know, it's like, but social media is like a great thing for that in a sense. But it could also uh, give you a false sense of hope, too. You get all these people that are clicking on your event and you're thinking, oh, look, there's 100 people on there. But not all those people are showing up, you know. Yeah, it's tough. It's still tough. Do, do you guys and I'm not from is there a pay to play out here because in New York that that's one of the things that busted the scene no but I, I think to, at the porch that I'm talking about she pays the bands no I'm talking about the bands had to play so, to some, the some places yeah did, basically yeah. some places did that like for a big band like right. uh, my buddy he passed away from uh, 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 he was an Austin band but he he said they had to pay for a big venue to play right and then you pay a thousand dollars for the venue, another five hundred for the sound man and the light guy, and then hopefully you make your money at the door and selling tickets yeah. to get your money back. Otherwise, it's a, that's that's what I was going to do with uh, with Stad when we were putting the show together because promoting New York bands in Texas it can go two ways. It can yeah. be like, holy crap, there's a New York band, let's go see them, or who gives yeah. a rat's ass? Yeah. They're from New York. <laughs> so I told them, I said, we can guarantee you X amount of dollars no matter what. Yeah. You just want to play because the stage. Well, is usually, awesome. usually if you use both stages, he'll he'll uh, he'll pay for one sound guy, but the, he, you have to pay for the other guy. You yeah. have to pay for yeah. the, the yeah. next sound guy. Yeah, and as far as promoters, talking to Trish. I yeah. mean, she is hard. She is amazing. She really she's been in loves the business for forty something years, and she's amazing. She's great. I'm she, really looking forward to working with her yeah. and okay, well, Trish Gonzalez. You say in Laredo? She's, she's no Trish. San Trish in San Antonio. She's from Heavy Metal Productions. Yeah, she's she's really uh, good. The huh. one I'm talking about, the Blitz. It's a radio station in. in, in uh, That's the Laredo. Okay, yeah, right, that, right. That her name's uh, uh, Star. And uh, Laredo. No. I, I think there's a lot of trouble to be had in Laredo if we were to go go play a show. Let's let's hey let's go do a show in Laredo, man. We'll see what happens with Come that. 
<laughs> hey, they um, are they are big metalheads in, in oh, Laredo. Oh, I'm sure, they yeah. They really are. I can imagine, yeah. They really are. But uh, you go right over the border, and it's the murder, murder capital of the yeah. world in Matamoros, Mexico. Yeah, no, no. Wait, every... That's every, the Nuevo Laredo on the other side. Yeah, Nuevo, I think Nuevo, so, Nuevo, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, Brownsville is where yeah. is Matamoros, but that's... Yeah. But every, what, three hours, someone's abducted or some cra- crazy shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> Remember, we could just walk across... I remember kids. we used to get some badass Mexican weed, man. Now, we'll, <laughs> now what happened to that shit, man? It's like all this hybrids. Oh, this is hybrid, this and that. It's 52 chemicals that we washed through here to make it grow. It's like uh, whatever happened to seeds and dirt, you know? It was yep. like Mexican weed was some of the best weed I, I remember back in the day. Some of that sticky icky with some seeds sticky even. Sticky icky. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, no, so I remember that smell. It's yeah. a different smell than these days. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the prices are way different too. Oh yeah. So man, thank you guys for coming down and appreciate yeah, it. Dude. Appreciate everybody listening to my stories tonight of of what happened to me in 1983 and US Festival. I was 17 years old. I had to wash like 15 cars to make the money for that for me and my friend's ticket and. Uh, I lost my friend the minute I walked in the door. Poor guy wasn't even <laughs> poor guy wasn't even into metal, and I don't know how he made it through the day. But finally, when Van Halen started playing and everybody started booing him, I, I started making my way back to the car, and that's where I found everybody all sunsick. And my brother was throwing up because I guess he ate the sandwiches we left in the car, and they, you know, mac bologna and cheese on a hundred degree dashboard. It ain't that good when you ain't got no water. <laughs> But uh, the night before the concert was was the craziest thing I've ever saw in my life. It was the biggest tailgate party you can think of, and uh, they had this helicopter that was flying or uh, flying over the concert, and it had this. It looked like a flying saucer hanging from it. You could tell it's a helicopter flying, but this light would start flashing, and they would pop up out of the mountain and fucking flip everybody out. That's you know on acid, whatever. So people are like, it's Ozzy, you know, like they're just saying, <laughs> saying crazy things. I'm like, Ozzy, you could hear it's a helicopter, you know, but it looked like a freaking flying saucer popping up out of the mountains and shit. They did some crazy, crazy stuff for that day, you know, but uh, the best band I would say was Triumph yeah, out, out of the whole thing. Rick Emmett, that dude could play. Yeah, they're, they're still, they're very underrated, man. They yeah, know, they they got lost in the shadow of Rush, I think, big time. Well, yeah, they did, but they still but they're awesome. They still I mean, made they still made it. Oh know. yeah, they were kind of like the the pre Iron Maiden. In a yeah, lot yeah, of ways, a lot of know? ways. Yeah, you know, Joe Anthony really helped them out. You know, the Godfather of Rock and Roll and a lot of other DJs around the world, you know, gave these guys chances, and that's what it's all about: give these bands chances, let them be heard, let them be played, and then you know, back then we'd all run to the record store and check it for try to find it, but. Where's the record store now? There ain't no record store anymore, you know? I know. It's like social media is, and all this stuff. And, and did you? I don't know if you heard on the news today, they're talking about the, the cyber world. Where they're, now they are concerned about uh, um, cyber technology that can take over and kill mankind. Like They've been talking about that since uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger right. the Terminator. Oh, you know? yeah. Now they're worried about it, but it's par- apparently some AI, they asked it some questions like, you know, and it said, mankind is no good. We must destroy. It's like, well, we're going to unplug you first. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah, pull the plug on that one. Right. Take, kill, <laughs> kill that thing, man. <laughs> My granddaughter one time, uh, we had bought her these, you know, real-life dolls. And uh, 
we thought she liked them, you know. And one day I, I saw her like hitting the doll. I'm like, what are you doing? She goes, I don't like this thing. This thing is alive. I'm like, no, it's not. Don't say that. She goes, I don't like this thing. Get it out of here. I'm afraid of it. So we had to hide that thing in the closet, you know, like hid it in the closet. And whenever, every once in a while she'd find it and be like, ah, you know, like she really thought that thing was, you know, possessed or something. You never know what, you know. I worked at a Halloween store for a couple of seasons and every year, you know, decorations, the yard stuff, it gets crazier and crazier. And, you know, this age, technology's moving so fast. I've got some visions of the future of what some of these Halloween, stuff that'll make, give you a heart attack when they start making Because, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, they can, they can recognize, like, people and stuff. You know, your phone recognizes faces yeah. and yeah. things. So I, I guarantee some of these, like, animatronic things are going to be, like, legless corpses that they'll recognize when a person comes and they'll start chasing after you and stuff well they like that. some guy did uh where they uh decorated their houses for halloween and uh he did like this animated thing where it, he hung it from the gutter and it looked like the ladder had fell and he was like dangling and uh people were like oh my god there's somebody up there dangling and it was really just an animatronic right. thing oh, and they're yeah, like yeah. you got to take that down he's like no i don't have to take nothing down they're right. like we called 911 three times on this thing you know <laughs> the <laughs> fire department gets there it's just an animatronic thing hanging from the gutter like look like my ladder fell you know like that's a great one <laughs> there's a halloween of the or not halloween a, a christmas of the same thing somebody made the uh use that animatronic yeah like but it, it it looked like a guy who was putting up lights on his like two-story he was hanging from the lights hanging and his yeah. legs were all kicking yeah. and everything and they were calling the cops and, and fire department for that yeah, that's funny they tried to make him take it down too because it was a disturbance so uh yeah so steve wozniak uh i urge you to do another us festival but uh this time make sure there's food and water for everybody and and <laughs> Maybe make sure it's not a hundred and something degree uh, air fryer that you're having the concert in. Yeah, right. Because that's what the <laughs> desert is. It's like crazy hot. Oh, man, it's 1123. Where's the time gone? Where's the time gone? I got to do some more songs here. Uh, let's go ahead and do this one. Little Merciful Fates for you. There you go.
All right. There we go. A little bit of Anthrax Medusa. We got to give a little shout out to 100.1 FM, the Blitz out of Laredo for picking up my show. Uh, we've been joking around about this song for a couple weeks now. Here we go with some uh, Celtic Frost with Mexican Radio. From San Marcos all the way to Laredo, 100.1 FM, the Blitz. That was Celtic Frost with Mexican Radio. And uh, we're running out of time. I got to say goodbye to the guys for coming up here. 
Uh, thank you guys for coming all the way down, and thank you for your contributions, the chocolate and the the donations. And, <laughs> and I got another GNR, man, another one. <laughs> um, I really wasn't a big Guns N' Roses fan at that time. No, no I am now. Like... I am now, but back then I, I didn't, didn't dig it that much. No. I, that's literally the only cassette tape I have left in my collection. I was like, well, might as well go somewhere, right? I like the, my uh, homeboy here. He does the sales. Live, like suicide side of that. I think is, is <laughs> or the spaghetti incident. I got that one too yeah. on on yeah. on cassette. He goes to the flea markets and he says that tapes like that he could probably sell for fifteen bucks. Nice. You know that's awesome. That's crazy. Those are hot right now. Yeah. They're really hot. Yep. So yeah. 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 I had a guy donate a, a, a Sony. You know, is it Sony? You know, Yamaha double cassette player that we're wow. gonna a rack mount set we're gonna we're gonna hook up nice. here and uh i i like the the way the tapes and the vinyl sound because it has that old analog sound before they did all the digital remastering on the on the yeah. cds and it, i think it really does sound different and, and it is it's a different sound oh want, tape you can when you master tapes you can actually hit it physically hit it with like louder volumes and the tape just kind of has a give to it yep it creates a whole other sound. Yeah. Digital just starts cracking up at that point. You yeah. can't. Yeah. It's not. That's not as much life. No. The tape has life. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Uh, that's what I. That's why I want to. I want to try to. You know. Keep that sound going. You know. In in my radio show. And of course, I'm I'm trying to find content. There you go. <laughs> to play. And uh, you know, it's great to have you know local bands to come in because I could take up almost a whole show with you guys. You know, that's what that's what's good about it. So. You guys are invited back anytime you want, dude. We got, I got, like I said, I got the Metal Fest coming in the summer. And uh, go hit up the lady at the yeah. porch. She Definitely. wants, she wants right. bands. And, and uh, she does, she does, so her name is Sam. Sam. She does yeah. pay. She pay, I don't know, I'm not sure how much she pays, but she wants the bands to get paid. Oh, that's it's cool. not She's like. Metal bands. Yeah. She well, we've got plenty of metal in here. And the mark, I someone, think so, man. Yeah, we'll <laughs> someone on Facebook was looking no for... No shortage of metal. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I have the hope for the mark, because someone was looking for bands for Wednesday night, and they're calling it Whiskey Wednesday. So, you know, people are drinking whiskey. They're going to be doing some Southern Rock or some hill, Hillbilly Hard Rock. I think that's what shut Gordo's down, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if we could reach out. Let's see if maybe I could help you reach out to Omar. And see what we can do. We got a connection, but yeah, any any more, more connections keep, I get. Let's keep connecting over there. Because yeah. Sam at the porch. Yeah. And they're doing, uh, it's going to be in June, and they're looking for metal bands. And so also go check out uh, Jack's Roadhouse, too. They'll let you play yeah, metal, Yeah, that's too. good. Yeah. They're good. They Tomorrow got really night's good. Uh, the original lineup of Disfigured. Oh, no way. Yeah. Is Mike yeah, in Jax. that band? Mike's, Mikey is here? Mike, his brother... Um, Oh man, okay. His cousin Adam and his, his brother, brother Jacob. Drum. Yeah, his brother Jake. So it's the original lineup from like twenty years ago. But is, is Mikey going to be with him? Because I know he's yeah. on tour with Soulfly. Uh, well, no. There's like there's still Soulfly still playing the uh, like fests and stuff like that. But he's he, he's flying back. The and tour forth. part was already over. There's a European tour, I think, maybe that they're still going to go on. Because I saw him on in Facebook today. He was jamming on some Van Halen in his dad's house. Yeah. And I was like, man, come to the show tonight, dude. I want to hear your yeah, story. Yeah, tomorrow his, his band Flesh Hoarders playing over there at Jack's. Oh, man. And then Disfigured is part of it. And I think two-thirds of the original lineup of Disfigured is playing with Gilly in a band called Orbital Waves. Yeah, his brother's, brother's on the drums with Orbital yeah. Waves. It's good. We had them on the Metal Fest. 
one of the shows that, that Gilly's like he he you know he got kind of tired of the Warhead Rex sound because okay. you know they played it and played it and played it and he's like I want to expand my musical you know into something different and the Orbital Waves man is really good and they yeah, pulled be my first time to actually hear they it. pulled off some Metallica riffs dude like whoa like who's Metallica what are you right that's what I'm saying who's Metallica. They're the ones underground who, music. They're the ones that started the the thrash metal scene up in uh, uh, Northern California. I don't know those guys. They started it, but they did not finish it. They're never gonna make it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're gonna make it. Man. Those people aren't gonna take to that. <laughs> they showed uh, uh, James Hetfield yesterday behind, uh, I guess, behind the stage in this little alcove where he's drinking his coffee and eating his candy before he goes on stage and smoking a cigar. I was like, God, it must be nice to be rich like that and just oh, say, yeah. yeah go, is it time to go live yet? Uh, I've got some more M&M's to eat. <laughs> uh, no, the cigar, no. no. It's like back in the day, it'd be like, all right, are we ready to go? I cannot <laughs> confirm or deny that. <laughs> I can confirm and <laughs> I bought the T-shirt over and over again on that. So, And yeah. uh, yes, I will be donating my hair. <laughs> hey, there you go. <laughs> Once the radiation starts, I'm laughing about this Sorry. because I can. Damn you it, you can, and you're gonna be all right. We're gonna right. get through this, man. That's right, man. And it takes it takes a village to raise an idiot, you know. And I'm an idiot. It takes a village <laughs> to raise an idiot. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. All right, Damn guys. Well. Thanks for coming, man, and thanks for sharing your stories. And that's what it's all about here on the Metal Mark Live Show. Uh, we like to share our stories and and all our. Um, you know, music is a passion for us, and, and you guys are very passionate about your music. I loved you on stage as the monk, dude. That was awesome. I love doing it. I can't wait to uh, see I Despise live. Thank you. Yeah, Thank me you. too. Thanks for introducing us. Yeah. And this you guys will probably you guys will probably be doing a show. Yeah, that's together. what we're already thinking about. We're all going to talk about. I that. love it when I see bands that are like I know for a fact I hooked them up on a show of mine. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the reason why uh, Bifist is playing with Pigweed is because I, I hooked those dudes yeah, up. You know, like that kind of thing. You know, dude. Honestly, without you, there would not be as much of a vibrant um, uh, scene. Um, you know, it, people know, but they don't know. There's a lot of people now that are, as you're getting more and more listeners and people following, or people in New York listen to this, or we try to get those people, you know, plug it on our, our Facebook That'd be awesome or social if I had media. some radio listeners in New York. Yeah, awesome. well, and that's what, that's what, and we talked about Shout that Shout out to ago. New Zealand right now. We got New Zealand listeners. We got people in Mexico listening right now. Orale. Orale, vato. <laughs> We're here, man. Metal. Metal. Hey, man. That's a, the, the, the amount of uh, rock and roll there. But, yeah, without you, uh, there wouldn't be any of this, man. So, Well, that's very humbling to, to hear truth, all though. that, man. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, as we were talking about Kind Radio and everything, I mean, this dude's been – there's over a quarter century. Yeah, of, my, my of show of back then was called metal 20 Years of Metal, and, and I was playing metal that was 20 years old. Now it's like 40 years old. You know, it's like, the, you know, that's crazy. Crazy. It's messed up. Midlife crisis <laughs> metal. Yeah. Cool, man. Get Thank on you. your motorcycle and ride metal. <laughs> yeah, All right, I got about fif- 15 more minutes here. Let me see what I'm going to play. Let's do some Slayer, some mandatory suicide. Na, 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 na. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you.
right. I'd like to thank all my listeners tonight. I got time for one more. And don't forget, Saturday at 8 o'clock on the Blitz, 100.1 FM, uh, they are cross-pollinating our stations together, cross-promoting. And uh, I have such a great following out there, and I thank you, Star Murphy, for, for what you've done for uh, us, too. Man, it's, it's a really good thing for for them uh, to do that for our station. And uh, so I will be back next week. I know uh, Metal on the Sidewalk is coming up shortly. I have to get all that put together. But I got one more song for you guys, and I'm going to put on my walking shoes and head out the door. Here we go with some Tortora walking shoes. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.